Hi, this is Jean-Luc and welcome to Holistic Shape. Um, I'm going to talk really today about something which affects a lot of us and a lot of people don't even know it's something that they actually have. And this is something called Candida. Candida is a yeast. Um, when people come to me in practice, what I look at is I look at their nails, I look at their tongue, um, I look at their eyes. I look at everything that the body can possibly give me um, as a sign. And I want to teach you some of these things that you can do yourself. So the first thing you want to think about is the tongue is an incredible thing. It's like this organ you can take out of your body and you can look at and you can examine and then you can put it back in. I mean, can you imagine if we had the ability to be able to take out the liver or the spleen or the stomach and actually do this? So... So uh, Candida is a yeast, it's a member of a fungus family, and it's, it's quite normal, it lives in your body um, normally, it's, it just resides there. So what I look at to see if it's getting out of hand and we've got an overgrowth of this, is look at the tongue and look at the color of the tongue. So if you've got a yellow coating on your tongue, it probably means that you've got um, a, a yeast infection called Candida that's gone out, got out of place. So... This candida that we have, like I said, it naturally lives in your body. And actually, its, it's job is incredible because it's actually there so that if you were to, um, to die, it would start to decompose your body. Almost like, think about turning it almost like into compost, to be honest. Um, but the thing about it is it doesn't like an acid-based environment. So it likes to go to places in the digestive tract where there isn't an acid-based environment. And this is going to be the large intestine. When we look at the digestive system in terms of acidity, we go from the most acidic being in the stomach, less acidic in the small intestine where most of the absorption takes place. And then finally, we go down into the, the large intestine. So the thing about this is, is that it sort of goes into the large intestine because that's the least um, acid-based environment. And your main defense really um, against this bacteria is something called acidophilus. Acidophilus is a probiotic. It's a good bacteria. It's probably been in the news quite a lot. You'll see it because it's seldom in, in health food um, stores. And also there's been a release of a product called Yakult. And Yakult contains um, good bacteria. That's probably why you're hearing more and more about probacterias and, and probiotics. So what happens is the, the main thing that this does, is acidophilus does, it maintains the, the acidity balance within your intestine. And this is the thing that, that stops this yeast from, from overgrowing. You can imagine if you were to die, of course, this isn't the case, and therefore it can start to break down the body. Now, anything that's gonna disrupt this, this bacteria, this good bacteria, uh, is not good. Some of the things we're gonna look at that would do that, for example, is mercury. Now, we know that you get mercury in fillings. If you notice now more and more um, within dentistry, it's moving away from that. It's going more towards having white fillings. The other classic of this, um, which you probably know more about, it's more common, uh, most people know about, is antibiotics, because antibiotics, anti-meaning against, it, what it does is it wipes out all the bacteria. The problem with this, of course, is you wipe out the good and the bad. There's also people taking um, a lot of um, antacids for digestive issues which is another kind of hobby horse of mine because we've got, you know, it's kind of almost like we're treating the symptom and not the cause. I mean, why have we got acidity in the first place? It shouldn't be getting out of, out of control. But one of the culprits that we come across that you might not know of, and it's because it's so common really, 
is water that's chlorinated, and that means tap water essentially. Um, and then the last one would be cortisone, and cortisone is often given as an injection when you've got, um, say, a frozen shoulder or something like that. They'll give you um, up to three cortisone injections to help the loosen the connective tissue. Now the problem is is that this yeast, this this candida, while we're um, alive, it should be kept in in kind of a neutral balance. But of course, if it gets out of balance and the acidity goes out of balance, then it's going to start to do that job which it should do in which we're dead, which is to break us down, basically. So, of course, what happens when you get this as well is that's going to have another uh, knock-on effect. There's a lot in the news about the gut-brain connection now. They're beginning to understand that the gut itself is probably um, related to a lot of things like emotions as well. Because once this candida gets out of control, you suddenly start craving things like sugar and chocolate. Um, And that's, of course, going to make it even worse. Now, there's a valve that you get. And if you were to put your hand um, on the right-hand side of where your belly button is and come in about two or three fingers to the left of that, sort of the right of that, and you push, this is you get a valve here. This is called the ileocecal valve. Now, when I'm working with people, I often find sometimes the ileocecal valve is incredibly tender. This ileocecal valve, because of poor digestion and also lack of muscle tone, can become um, weak. And this can allow, allow the bacteria that's now overgrown to go from the large intestine to the small intestine, because this is the valve between the large intestine and the small intestine. For a lot of people, you might not understand, but why this is significant is because the small intestine is where we have most of the absorption that takes place of nutrients inside the small intestine. I want you to think of it as sort of little fingers. If you were to put your hand up and wriggle your fingers around, well, inside the small intestine, you've got this, and these are called villi. It's on the surface of these villi that the absorption takes place. So what we don't want is we don't want the bacteria going backwards so you don't want the candida going from backwards from the large intestine into the small intestine because we're going to get problems then. So Because they're designed to stay into the small intestine and bit by bit make their way through. Because the small intestine, as I said, is where we absorb all these great nutrients. We don't want that whole very delicate balance um, to be affected. So a long time ago, um, when somebody asked me a question once, they said, what to you out of all the supplementation you'd recommend would be the most important? And I would say it would be the B vitamins. Um, They're very, very important. They're the ones that bacteria also, there's some bacteria that we have in our gut, for example, that make them. For example, B12, um, which is very, very important for iron absorption. This is just one of them. Um, So what we don't want, we we don't want the good bacteria basically to end up being negative bacteria by being in the wrong place. Um, So one of the reasons it's bad is because in relation to the B vitamins, it starts to take B12 um, away from us. And also it also takes away something called tryptophan. Now tryptophan is really, really important because tryptophan is the thing, it's the precursor for serotonin and serotonin is the thing that makes you feel happy. So B12 will latch on to the tryptophan and so it's going to urinate out your system and you're going to pass it out your system. And this is going to create a problem because without the tryptophan, then you can actually get depressed. So when people say that, you know, I'm feeling depressed and then I suddenly ate a particular food and I feel better, this is why. 
So once this this yeast becomes bad, um, it it essentially kind of goes, hey guys, look here I am, and all the other bacteria around it start to triple because of the pH basically changing, and it, it changes quite quickly too. And when we talk about pH, we're talking about acidity in the human body, and the thing about the acidity within the human body, I want you to understand, is that the the lower the number, the higher the acid. The higher the number, the lower the acids. It's the other way around. So it's really important. Now, the other thing too that can happen here is that with the ileocecal valve becoming weak as well, um, we can end up with calcium problems. Calcium helps to strengthen this ileocecal valve. And this is one of the reasons when people talk to me and they say about, you know, do I really need to take supplements? There was a time historically that, because the farming methods were different, we'd get more nutrients from the soil. And, for example, people say to me, when we talk about potassium, they say, oh, yeah, I eat bananas. Well, you're going to need to eat about 26 bananas a day to get the amount of um, you know, potassium that you need. Uh, potassium is that kind of what gives us the electricity in the cells. It's very, very important, but also... It should really be taken with magnesium, but that's another story. So you would think that if you were to now increase your calcium levels, that's going to help to strengthen the ileocecal valve. Well, it's not really true because you also need the other things too. You're going to need to have vitamin D, for example, because vitamin D helps to absorb the calcium and it helps to stimulate the calcium binding on in, inside you and binding the proteins inside you. Now, when you go to a hot country or if it's a summer in this country, we all know that when the sun shines on your skin, you get vitamin D. And this is from the ultraviolet light from the sun, which is shines on your skin and the body synthesizes and makes vitamin D. Now, when vitamin D is released from um, the liver, where it's often stored, um, it converts, it converts, and when it converts, it activates the calcium to be absorbed into your body. Now, this is great when it's the sun shining, but the problem with the with this is, is that you don't make you don't make a lot of this um, just from the foods that we eat. It's actually quite a, a weak form. I mean, what you need is something called vitamin D three. Vitamin D three is what we get from. Um, the sun and uh, that's it's really important the normal vitamin oh, and we also get vitamin um, we get it from uh, eating animal-based things but a lot more people becoming vegetarian these days so if you want to increase your um, calcium absorption you are going to need vitamin D and it's very important especially around winter time because your kidneys um, actually are the thing that's in, that is responsible a bit like a policeman they're responsible for policing the calcium, um, and, and therefore that's going to affect the, the vitamin D. And this changes as the season changes too. Because the problem is the kidneys, of course, they don't know what it's like outside. Um, so what they're going to do is they're going to monitor the food we eat to tell them whether there's enough um, sodium or whether there's enough potassium. And that tells the kidneys uh, that whether they're going to activate the vitamin D or not. So for example, if you're a, a plant-based eater or a vegetarian, you're going to be getting um, a lot of potassium in your diet, but not enough sodium. And if you're a meat eater, you get a lot of sodium, but not enough potassium. Now, on a sort of a, an average basis, your blood contains about 3% of sodium. Um, and it's quite interesting how one of the talks I did is that your spinal fluid is only one molecule different from seawater. 
So this, this connection is incredible. So your kidneys try to maintain a sort of a 50-50 a balance between your sodium and your potassium. This is very important for what's called cell respiration, for the energy that the cells create. So any of the, the excess that we have, what's going to happen is, is the body's going to get rid of that. So as I said, all plants do contain potassium. And the more sun that we're exposed to, um, the more, to be honest, the more the potassium um, that the plants contain. And then we eat the plants. But as I said, eating all these bananas, you'd think that would be good. The problem with the bananas too, of course, is that you are going to end up with the older the banana gets is going to have more sugar in it. And that's not great if you're trying to lose weight. And also the banana is quite a wet fruit as well. So one of the things I want you to try and think about, if you possibly can, in relation to the candida, and this is probably the thing that uh, that's the easiest way to deal with it, because at the end of the day, how do we deal with it? Well, the best thing to do is to start off with um, getting some orange juice. Now, if you're suffering from acid problems or you've got any medical health problems, it's always a good idea to check with your doctor before you do any of these things because, um, like for example, if you're, you're diabetic, these things can affect you. So don't go ahead and do them unless you've talked to your doctor about it. But basically what we're looking at is doing a cleanse. So I'd get about a pint of orange juice, um, drink a pint of orange juice. This will flush you through it. It will give you diarrhea, but we're going to flush you through. Then after that, you drink water, flush you through a little bit more. And then after that, you would take a probiotic, probably the one I'd recommend it is acidophilus, um, which I mentioned before, which you can buy in health food shops. And then probably every month um, or every two months, you could take Yakult, which is a mild form of a probiotic. There are other things you can do. You can, you can make your own probiotic by um, having sauerkraut, which is pickled cabbage. And maybe I'll do a kind of an episode on how to make sauerkraut, because this is very good. Now, once your tongue starts to come back to a normal color, so it should be healthy, pink, um, not pale, no have indentations or marks or anything on it. Once this happens, then what you're able to do is come off it, and you should find that you've got more energy and you're not so lethargic and run down. So that's probiotics and candida and what I look for. And each podcast I do, hopefully I'm going to get more and more into this. And we'll talk about different subjects. And the reason we're called Holistic Shape is because we're looking at chemical issues, physical issues, emotional issues, and giving you kind of little tips what you can do to self-empower yourself and take back um, control of your health. So uh, until next time, and we catch up, take care. Hi, this is Jean-Luc, and welcome to Holistic Shape. Um, I'm going to talk really today about something which affects a lot of us and a lot of people don't even know it's something that they actually have. And this is something called candida. Candida is a yeast. Um, when people come to me in practice, what I look at is I look at their nails, I look at their tongue, um, I look at their eyes, I look at everything that the body can possibly give me um, as a sign. And I want to teach you some of these things that you can do yourself. So the first thing you want to think about is the tongue is an incredible thing. It's like this organ you can take out of your body and you can look at and you can examine and then you can put it back in. I mean, can you imagine if we had the ability to be able to take out the liver or the spleen or the stomach and actually do this? So, so uh, Candida is a yeast. It's a member of a fungus family and it's, it's quite normal. It lives in your body. Um, normally, it's, it just resides there. 
So what I look at to see if it's getting out of hand and we've got an overgrowth of this is look at the tongue and look at the color of the tongue. So if you've got a yellow coating on your tongue, it probably means that you've got um, a yeast infection called candida that's gone out, got out of place. So this candida that we have, like I said, it naturally lives in your body. And actually, its, it's job is incredible because it's actually there so that if you were to, um, to die, it would start to decompose your body. Almost like, think about turning it almost like into compost, to be honest. Um, but the thing about it is it doesn't like an acid-based in, environment. So it likes to go to places in the digestive tract where there isn't an acid-based environment. And this is going to be the large intestine. When we look at the digestive system in terms of acidity, we go from the most acidic being in the stomach, less acidic in the small intestine where most of the absorption takes place. And then finally, we go down into the, the large intestine. So the thing about this is, is that it sort of goes into the large intestine because that's the least um, acid-based environment. And your main defense really um, against this bacteria is something called acidophilus. Acidophilus is a probiotic. It's a good bacteria. It's probably been in the news quite a lot. You'll see it because it's sold in, in health food um, stores. And also there's been a release of a product called Yakult. And Yakult contains um, good bacteria. That's probably why you're hearing more and more about probacteria and, and probiotics. So what happens is the, the main thing that this does, is acidophilus does, it maintains the, the acidity balance within your intestine. And this is the thing that, that stops this yeast from, from overgrowing. You can imagine if you were to die, of course, this isn't the case, and therefore it can start to break down the body. Now, anything that's gonna disrupt this, this bacteria, this good bacteria, uh, is not good. Some of the things we're gonna look at that would do that, for example, is mercury. Now, we know that you get mercury in fillings. If you notice now more and more um, within dentistry, it's moving away from that. It's going more towards having white fillings. The other classic of this, um, which you probably know more about, it's more common, and most people know about, is antibiotics, because antibiotics, anti-meaning against, it, what it does is it wipes out all the bacteria. The problem with this, of course, is you wipe out the good and the bad. There's also people taking um, a lot of um, antacids for digestive issues which is another kind of hobby horse of mine because we've got, you know, it's kind of almost like we're treating the symptom and not the cause. I mean, why have we got acidity in the first place? It shouldn't be getting out of, out of control. But one of the culprits that we come across that you might not know of, and it's because it's so common really, is water that's chlorinated. And that means tap water essentially. Um, and then the last one would be cortisone. And cortisone is often given as an injection when you've got, um, say, a frozen shoulder or something like that, they'll give you um, up to three cortisone injections to help the, loosen the connective tissue. Now, the problem is, is that this yeast, this, this candida, while we're um, alive, it should be kept in, in kind of a neutral balance. But of course, if it gets out of balance and the acidity goes out of balance, then it's gonna start to do that job which it should do in which we're, we're dead, which is to break us down, basically. So, of course, what happens when you get this as well is that's going to have another uh, knock-on effect. There's a lot in the news about the gut-brain connection now. They're beginning to understand that the gut itself is probably um, related to a lot of things like emotions as well. Because once this candida gets out of control, you suddenly start craving things like sugar and chocolate. 
Um, and that's, of course, going to make it even worse. Now, there's a valve that you get, and if you were to put your hand um, on the right-hand side of where your belly button is, and come in about two or three fingers to the left of that, sort of the right of that, and you push, this is, you get a valve here. This is called the ileocecal valve. Now, when I'm working with people, I often find sometimes the ileocecal valve is incredibly tender. This ileocecal valve, because of poor digestion and also lack of muscle tone, can become um, weak. And this can allow, allow the bacteria that's now overgrown to go from the large intestine to the small intestine, because this is the valve between the large intestine and the small intestine. For a lot of people, you might not understand, but why this is significant is because the small intestine is where we have most of the absorption that takes place of nutrients inside the small intestine. I want you to think of it as sort of little fingers. If you were to put your hand up and wriggle your fingers around, well, inside the small intestine, you've got this, and these are called villi. It's on the surface of these villi that the absorption takes place. So what we don't want is we don't want the bacteria going backwards so you don't want the candida going from backwards from the large intestine into the small intestine because we're going to get problems then. So Because they're designed to stay into the small intestine and bit by bit make their way through. Because the small intestine, as I said, is where we absorb all these great nutrients. We don't want that whole very delicate balance um, to be affected. So a long time ago, um, when somebody asked me a question once, they said, what to you out of all the supplementation you'd recommend would be the most important? And I would say it would be the B vitamins. Um, they're very, very important. They're the ones that bacteria also, there's some bacteria that we have in our gut, for example, that make them. For example, B12, um, which is very, very important for iron absorption. This is just one of them. Um, so what we don't want, we, ha we don't want the good bacteria basically to end up being negative bacteria by being in the wrong place. Um, so one of the reasons it's bad is because in relation to the B vitamins, it starts to take B12 um, away from us. And also it also takes away something called tryptophan. Now tryptophan is really, really important because tryptophan is the thing, it's the precursor for serotonin and serotonin is the thing that makes you feel happy. So B12 will latch on to the tryptophan. And so it's going to urinate out your system and you're going to pass it out your system. And this is going to create a problem because without the tryptophan, then you can actually get depressed. So when people say that, you know, I'm feeling depressed and then I suddenly ate a particular food and I feel better, this is why. So once this, this yeast becomes bad, um, it, it essentially kind of goes, hey guys, look, here I am. And all the other bacteria around it start to triple because of the pH basically changing. And it, it changes quite quickly too. And when we talk about pH, we're talking about acidity in the human body. And the thing about the acidity within the human body, I want you to understand, is that the, the lower the number, the higher the acid. The higher the number, the lower the acid. It's the other way around. So it's really important. Now, the other thing too that can happen here is that with the ileocecal valve becoming weak as well, um, we can end up with calcium problems. Calcium helps to strengthen this ileocecal valve. And this is one of the reasons when people talk to me and they say about, you know, do I really need to take supplements? There was a time historically that, because the farming methods were different, we'd get more nutrients from the soil. 
And for example, people say to me when we talk about potassium, they say, oh yeah, I eat bananas. Well, you're going to need to eat about 26 bananas a day to get the amount of um, you know, potassium that you need. Uh, potassium is that kind of what gives us the electricity in the cells. It's very, very important, but also it should really be taken with magnesium. But that's another story. So you would think that if you were to now increase your calcium levels, that's going to help to strengthen the ileocecal valve. Well, it's not really true because you also need the other things too. You're going to need to have vitamin D, for example, because vitamin D helps to absorb the calcium and it helps to stimulate the calcium binding on inside you and binding the proteins inside you. Now, when you go to a hot country or if it's a summer in this country, we all know that when the sun shines on your skin, you get vitamin D. And this is from the ultraviolet light from the sun, which is, shines on your skin and the body synthesizes, makes vitamin D. Now, when vitamin D is released from um, the liver, where it's often stored, um, it converts, it converts, and when it converts, it activates the calcium to be absorbed into your body. Now, this is great when it's the sun shining, but the problem with the with this is is that you don't make you don't make a lot of this um, just from the foods that we eat. It's actually quite a, a weak form. I mean, what you need is something called vitamin D three. Vitamin D three is what we get from. Um, the sun, and uh, that's it's really important. The normal vitamin, oh, and we also get vitamin. Um, we get it from uh, eating animal-based things. But a lot more people becoming vegetarian these days. So if you want to increase your um, calcium absorption, you are going to need vitamin D, and it's very important, especially around winter time, because your kidneys um, actually are the thing that's in, that is responsible. A bit like a policeman, they're responsible for policing. The calcium, um, and and therefore that's going to affect the the vitamin D, and this changes as the season changes too, because the problem is the kidneys, of course, they don't know what it's like outside, um, so what they're going to do is they're going to monitor the food we eat, to tell them whether there's enough um, sodium or whether there's enough potassium, and that tells the kidneys that whether they're going to activate the vitamin D or not. So, for example, if you're a, a plant-based eater or a vegetarian you're going to be getting um, a lot of potassium in your diet, but not enough sodium. And if you're a meat eater, you get a lot of sodium, but not enough potassium. Now, on a sort of a, an average basis, your blood contains about 3% of sodium. Um, and it's quite interesting how one of the talks I did is that your spinal fluid is only one molecule different from seawater. So this, this connection is incredible. So your kidneys try to maintain a sort of a 50-50 a balance between your sodium and your potassium. This is very important for what's called cell respiration, for the energy that the cells create. So any of the, the excess that we have, what's going to happen is, is the body's going to get rid of that. So as I said, all plants do contain potassium. And the more sun that we're exposed to, um, the more, to be honest, the more the potassium um, that the plants contain, and then we eat the plants. But as I said, eating all these bananas, you'd think that would be good. The problem with the bananas too, of course, is that you are going to end up with the older the banana gets, is going to have more sugar in it. And that's not great if you're trying to lose weight. And also the banana is quite a wet fruit as well. So one of the things I want you to try and think about, if you possibly can, in relation to the candida, 
And this is probably the thing that uh, that's the easiest way to deal with it. Because at the end of the day, how do we deal with it? Well, the best thing to do is to start off with um, getting some orange juice. Now, if you're suffering from acid problems or you've got any medical health problems, it's always a good idea to check with your doctor before you do any of these things. Because, um, like for example, if you're, you're diabetic, these things can affect you. So don't go ahead and do them unless you've talked to your doctor about it. But basically what we're looking at is doing a cleanse. So I'd get about a pint of orange juice, um, drink a pint of orange juice. This will flush you through it. It will give you diarrhea, but we're going to flush you through. Then after that, you drink water, flush you through a little bit more. And then after that, you would take a probiotic. Probably the one I'd recommend it is acidophilus, um, which I mentioned before, which you can buy in health food shops. And then probably every month um, or every two months, you could take Yakult, which is a mild form of a probiotic. There are other things you can do. You can you can make your own probiotic by um, having sauerkraut, which is pickled cabbage. And maybe I'll do a kind of an episode on how to make sauerkraut because this is very good. Now, once your tongue starts to come back to a normal color, so it should be healthy, pink, um, not pale, no indentations or marks or anything on it. Once this happens, then what you're able to do is come off it and you should find that you've got more energy and you're not so lethargic and run down. So that's probiotics and candida and what I look for. And each podcast I do, hopefully I'm going to get more and more into this. And we'll talk about different subjects. And the reason we're called Holistic Shape is because we're looking at chemical issues, physical issues, emotional issues. And giving you kind of little tips what you can do to self-empower yourself and take back um, control of your health. So uh, until next time, and we catch up, take care.